we're back. It's speaking of sports. I'm your host, Ray Scipione, along with the Grimley boys, Chad the Wiz Grimley, and the Godfather's back, Chuck Grimley. But wait, I believe the Grimley boys have ESP. Not no, in. not ESPN. No way. Not no ESPN. Way. No, Chuck, not ESPN. You no. guys, my God, predicted two of the biggest upsets ever, starting with Chad. Princeton, Chad, are you good kidding call, me? I don't know, Ray. Yeah, that's just, crazy. I just pulled up the bracket and just jumped off of me, like uh, just stood out and said, "Hey, I think Princeton's going to win this game. They're they're going to go ahead and beat Arizona." Here. And and what he told me that he did not predict on the air with the podcast is it get to the Sweet Sixteen. So I heard him say two rounds, but we only we only could take credit for one because it has to be documented, right? But anyway, that's crazy. So then, not to be outdone, the Godfather. Who'd you predict? Fourteen and three with the birds to the Super Bowl. I also did predict a win in the Super Bowl, so I'm going to own that part. Uh, <laughs> we remember when also two years ago that we really PO'd Mitch when we were on Harper for MVP. He yeah. had he had forty eight RBIs in August, and he was hot as a firecracker. And we projected him out as MVP, and he was ranked fifth at that point. And uh, we nailed that. And a, a bunch of others in between. My my prediction now, because, you know, let's not dwell on the past. Let's f- focus on the future. I have the Sixers going to the NBA championship and winning. Um, I, In my opinion, today they wake up, or we wake up, and they're the best team in basketball. Now, we don't want to start the podcast on an NBA dive. So we're, we're no. going to hold off on that. But I just wanted to get on record with my third seemingly bombastic prediction. Back to you, Giff. Let's talk about Princeton. 35 miles from here, right? Right up to uh, 295. Right? Princeton. Right. Hop off on, on uh, I think it's Thursday now. They'll be playing, I'm sorry, Friday. They'll be playing the six-seed Creighton. But just like how Princeton right now isn't playing like a 15 seed. Creighton's not exactly playing like a six seed either. Right. Creighton came in, they handled NC State, they won by 10. And then they went in and really, this They're is good. the game that mattered. They beat number three seed Baylor yeah. by nine points there. Yeah, it's a nice win. Pretty nice win there over Baylor. So Princeton, I'm sorry, Princeton, Creighton playing very solid. And Princeton, obviously, two amazing wins. Just snuck by Arizona. They had a great comeback. And then they go on and they really handle Missouri pretty easily 78 yep. to 63. Not really a contest there in the second half. A lot. Princeton never slowed down. They never let him really get back in that game. So Friday night, nine o'clock. I know where I'll be watching. Creighton versus Princeton. And right, I'm gonna stay with it. Princeton's going on to the elite. Oh, really? <laughs> Chad, not to be outdone. Not to be outdone in Princeton. The Princeton girls are in the sweet sixteen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Remarkable. So the odds, both Princeton teams. So we know it's the first time in Ivy League history, female and and men's team has gone to the Sweet Sixteen. Is it the first time in NCAA history? I guess uh, the only thing maybe that could stop it would be like uh what UCLA or UConn something like that. Yeah, maybe. Oh but, UConn! Oh UConn's definitely been there the same year. They won the same year. Absolutely. UConn. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. You're right. Several years ago, I'm talking about Ivy League. I'm talking about Princeton. I'm talking about Ivy League. Absolutely had to never happen. 
could have possibly ever happened before. I, I got to tell you, I'm going to put myself back in the framework, the mindset, the vibe, the mantra of last Thursday afternoon at home, not feeling so well. I've been dealing with this chest thing for like 17 days, but it, I'm getting better now. And uh, so I'm kind of confined, you know, you're sick enough to, you know, enjoy something on TV you need at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What are you going to do, watch? And the back-to-back games with Furman and Princeton and the upsets were made for six hours of TV that was absolutely delightful. I mean, just absolutely delightful. And uh, that's March Madness defined right there, quintessentially. That is March Madness. Uh you know, it's it's just uh, this year. There's no real what would you say, Bud? Defined hierarchy. You know, the rite of passage doesn't go through a 27 to one UCLA team or you know the the perennial dominant brand team. This this is truly open to every. I don't think Alabama is a legit one. Nothing against Alabama. But well, you can say not maybe not legit one to maybe compared to teams you've seen in the past, but. They've held their own. Yeah, they're good. More than held their own. Two 20-point victories. And uh, same with Houston. Now they, I mean, they didn't smoke a first-round game, but they beat Auburn by 20. Or yeah. 17. Yeah. Missing players. Yeah. yeah. But neither team is used to being to the Sweet 16. I don't think Alabama gets there every year. No. Four. No, I mean, Bama's not a team that yeah. usually has it's a powerhouse they're, basketball they're, program. No. Let's not confuse ourselves. They're, they're, they're a football uh, school, right? But they're doing well. But... Uh, Prince has got their work cut out for him. Creighton's got this Ryan Emhard guy, Harp guy. He's He put up 30 uh, sophomore. He only averages 12 per game, put up 30. That's huge. Shot the lights out. And then they got this other Ryan. They got two Ryans. The Ryan Kalkbenner, okay, uh, 7'1", 280, junior. That's who I was talking about. He yep. put up 31. And there's another guard that had a great game and scored 19. So they are balanced. They can score multiple ways. You know, Prince has got a 6'9", big, a 6'8", a 6'7", and they did an amazing job against the big guy for for, uh, for Arizona, uh, the 7'2 cat. So, you know, they're smart. We know that. They play team basketball. We know that. They uh, keep possessions down. We know that. And boy, are they well coached. So I certainly wouldn't rule them out, but they got their work cut out for them. And Chuck, that wasn't that wasn't even the biggest upset of of, no, well, I won't say, of, no, of no. the of the New Jersey teams. Yeah, <laughs> little old New Jersey. Well, what you talking about? Fairleigh Dickinson. Oh, Somehow yeah, beating Purdue, the, the Boilermakers, right. the, the second team in NCAA history as a one seed to go down. Barely Dickinson. I didn't even know they played basketball there. Yeah, we have a, a good friend that, that that's a diehard Purdue fan. So yeah. I like to say he was in a bad place this weekend. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of Purdue fans were. Yeah, Bunny's got to find new love. He's got this New Orleans-Purdue attachment, uh, and uh, they just seem to illuminate as two choke you know, sports uh, organizations, but uh, that that upset's ridiculous. I mean, sixteen and a one, right? Yeah, sixteen and one. You know, there's there's no possible way a sixteen seed should beat a one seed. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, it, you got first of all, you're talking about a mid major. Okay, they get you know half the scholarships that a major team gets, yeah. a major college yeah. team gets. Um. How could they honestly? I, I know it's one game, and 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 uh, 
you know, they, everybody puts their pants on the same way. But come on, guys. Well, you how know, does that happen? I don't know how much credit or blame you give or take from the portal. You know, teams now are using right. that just like football. True. Limited scholarships. True. Uh, there's definitely a, a change of the guard in terms of this hierarchy. There's no doubt about that. Well, we've seen it in um, in college football where it used to always be Florida State, uh, Florida, and uh, Miami in the top 20 every year or in the top 10. And yeah. those days those days are gone. So, yeah, there's definitely been a, a, a culture change, everything changed in, in college, which is what we wanted as fans not to see the same four brand teams come back every year. So I think this is a terrific tournament. And I really do think it's wide open, and I do think Princeton can win this game. They're going to have to defend, but they will, and they're going to have to shoot the three. Uh, and I think they they can, can win imagine this game. If Princeton makes the Final Four. They go well, on, they beat either well, Alabama or San Diego State, probably yeah, Alabama. Yeah, they're in the wrong bracket. I think they get the worst uh, matchup if they win. Bama wins. They get Bama, and the other brackets have the ones out. Well, uh, right? yeah. Well, yeah. Midwest still has Houston. Yeah, but let's the see, other look two. At the West, yeah, be be UCLA, Gonzaga, yeah, or right. UConn, Arkansas. Not that, not that that. I mean, Gonzaga now has been to the Sweet Sixteen what eight straight years, Final Four. So that, yeah, you look at some teams; they're always reliable. Gonzaga, I mean, they're a little better than always reliable, but they Creighton, look great. A good example. I a team watched, that's always very solid. Yeah, I watched Gonzaga Gonzags last night, and uh, you know, once again, well, how many games in the pros too? If you if you take away the three, you know, the, the teams are crippled. You know, you have to defend the three. So uh, that's March Madness. It's been crazy. And uh, about this World uh, Baseball Classic, uh, I could say how amazing in one way, and I could say what a joke in another way. Where are you guys? You closer to joke or amazing? Well, with the softball with the softball batting averages, Chuck? Yeah, soft slow pitch. I think that's what broke out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Top seven guys in USA are batting three eighty. Okay. Three eighty. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, nothing gets Turner, but all of a sudden he's Babe Ruth and he's gonna end up with like twenty eight home runs in the in the in the classic. I mean so he had a big one last night, huh? His biggest and five or Ten guys are saying today in the media the loudest they've ever heard a stadium. Obviously, they weren't in Philadelphia last year. Uh, right. And maybe baseball's most dramatic moment. I'm like, okay, I was watching. It was dramatic. How about the fact that the, the coach uh, didn't bring in the uh, flamethrower, Alvarado? Alvarado. He's dead. Ray, were you watching at the time, bud? No. There. They're showing this guy with a unique camera angle from the top of the bullpen, and it was kind of dark in the bullpen. So all you see is Alvarado's extension with the ball coming out of his head, and the ball looks like an aspirin tablet. <laughs> right, right. He would release the ball. I said to Marion, listen to the catcher's bit. And he would release the ball, and, boop, and it was in the middle. He, there was no time. And, you know, the announcer's like, oh, man, Alvarado looks like he's throwing, you know, flames at her. And so they take a commercial break, and I text out 200 people. Here here comes Alvarado and against Turner. And, and they leave the guy in throwing 90, and the rest is history. I mean, 
I don't care if it's right, left. I don't care what it is. You got a guy down there throwing 180. I'll put he, him in. I'm yeah. going to gas my butt up and bring him in. I could not believe that they didn't promote that matchup. Uh, that was unbelievable. But yeah, I am bothered by two things. Uh, three things. I, I'm bothered by the lack of chemistry uh, in spring training with the star players that are your team leaders that help the younger guys. That rubs off yep. positive. You culture together. You go out and have a steak at night. There's so much value to that bonding. We deny that as kids. Oh, that doesn't matter. The Oakland A's all fought each other and won. And we find out we're wrong. The teams that you know that have that kind of chemistry, you know, and leadership win. So I, I don't like the absence of it. But that's my my biggest problem. My biggest problem is having two guys out for the year. I mean, I love that guy for the Mets. Diaz. I absolutely look for the Mets on the ESPN. I watch the game if it's on TV. I mean, when when they got the trumpets gone and he comes into the song and the whole thing, I absolutely crave it. And to think that he's out for the year. And also the competitiveness of the division. I I don't want the Phillies to win anything because somebody's wounded. And I used to feel that way about the teams I coached. You know, I'd watch the gals getting off the bus or the cars. And I'd say, oh, so-and-so's not here. And all of our star players, you could see they were, you know, less enthusiastic because they wanted to beat, you know, Sarah so-and-so, who was, you know, an all-group four player. Nobody wants to play wounded uh, team. And uh, well, hold on here, Edwin Diaz got injured in a celebration. Yeah, and that's not playing the game of baseball. No, I, I agree. It's and he just, can get hurt throwing, but even then, like injuries. I mean, you can get hurt in spring training. It's less yeah. common because you're not playing no, as hard. Oh, well, that's fair. But he, he got yeah. hurt in a celebration. That's absolutely on him. But no event, no injury. Well, sure, but that's again, again, that's still on him though. He's out there, you know, yeah. hopping around and yeah. he hurts his knee. I, I just promoted the thesis of cause and effect. You don't have it. He's not injured. Yeah, simple. We asked Charlie Manuel and Larry Boa about their feelings, and they said the same thing. Charlie was, you know, hey, you know, my pitcher gets hurt. Now what? Yeah, yeah. You know? and and Altuve is such an old fashioned fashion Pete Rose grinded out kind of player, and for him yep. to miss however long he's going to miss with the injury and and, and the um, surgery. Is is criminal. So, and then the bogus bat averages. I mean, show me the top hitter at three thirteen. The rest of the guys two eighty, two seventy, and it aligns itself with competitive baseball. At least you're playing the right kind of game, bud. I mean, we're, we're making this huge commitment. I understand the national interest and and pride. I have all that. I feel it with Trout saluted after the trip while I was going crazy. But, you know, you take a look at the the whole thing, and, and uh, I have trepidation. So it, it's going to be a great matchup with Japan. Uh, we know that. And apparently Otani's able to pitch in relief, I hear. Well, Otani pitched a couple nights ago. The Japan plays tonight. Otani's not scheduled to pitch. So I'm assuming they'll be saving him, assuming they win, okay. which they will. Yeah. Japan tomorrow night versus USA. You'll probably have Otani starting, I guess. Now that's going to be very... Well, watched. Uh, who's going to miss that game? Yeah, I mean, look. I looked at Japan's roster this yeah. morning. I couldn't find many notable guys, like nah. guys that I heard of in terms of like, are they playing in the right? You know, in the MLB. Yeah. Um, I know it's Darvish or Tommy. There might be a couple others, but it seems like a lot of guys that are just, I assume, playing playing baseball in Japan. But they have a really talented roster. Guys that just hit. Apparently, I don't know my, really much about the roster, but you know, their their record speaks for itself. And Otani's obviously he's 
you know, he's held his own. He's really pitched great. It lacks pitching. Uh, the tournament lacks pitching. So if you had the best pitching and the best hitters, you'd ha- really have a legit world championship, right? But when you look at the batting averages because there's no pitching. I mean, the other day a kid came in that he basically pitched in Sandlot and the USA scored like nine runs. I mean, there are teams, 12 hits. There are teams that just can't compete yeah. out there that just don't have the talent to put, put together a team that's going to – I mean, not many pitchers really in baseball could say I'm going to casually go up against – um, you know, Betts, Goldschmidt, imagine? Trout, and uh, you know, all a uh, whole team yeah. that we have, and say I'm gonna farewell. Fare, fare Maybe yeah, Otani might be the only guy in baseball who could actually handle something like with, that. That's a, not on the American team. Hey, Ray, with bases loaded, nobody out. If they had brought Alvarado in, it was going to be Turner, Betts, Trout. With bases loaded, nobody out. How about wow! That? How about that? That would have been great to see. But I would have brought the plumber in. Uh, that struck out Otani right. two times. I mean, the guy didn't break 80 miles an hour. Yeah, located. I, yeah. I, I have to – and Otani gets his jersey after the game, signed by the entire team and poses with the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw – I have to check Italy's roster. I don't know if he's a coach, but Piazza was taking BP with, with Team Italy. I'm sure he DH'd. I mean, he, he looked pretty good. He, I mean, he was fit and – but so, yeah, that's the uh, World Baseball Classic in a nutshell. Uh, let's get to the let's get to the let's get to the big leagues, man. They want to talk uh, birds first and what they've been doing and Sanders out and that type of stuff. You want to serve that up a little bit? Yeah. Well, the big I mean, the big news, yes, yesterday today is that you know CJ Gardner Johnson is going to be leaving. He's got a one year, eight million dollar deal with the Lions. Yeah. A lot of people are upset about him. Yeah, that's less than what the Eagles originally offered him. Okay, he, he was looking for sixteen million a year, and uh, and the Eagles said no. Um, and he and, and signed with Detroit. Man, I uh, anyway. I mean, I shouldn't say that. They came on strong at the end of the year, but that's, that's, that's just a tough loss. And then we got Sanders. All right. Now we have, uh, you know, I know Chuck didn't like that. No, I was on the radio Saturday, and uh, I was very passionate, you know, with what a, what a mistake that that's going to prove to be with his uh, 5-0 career yards per carry average. And, and I've been out with that. Everybody knows how I feel. And the nonsense about he runs sideways too much. That's one of the nonsense. And he fumbles too much. He's fumbled 1% like every other running back, which is actually better. Um, the Eagles said, oh, he's not durable. So they doubled up his carries last year, you know, from like, you know, 140 to 280. And he put up double the yards. You know, he proved that wrong. I mean, this is a guy. It, there's so much Bobby Abreu. Uh, you know, similarities, but it's crazy. Um, his, history will reflect upon his career and will realize what a mistake it was to let him go. He, he didn't sign, he didn't break the bank in the money that he got. Um, but th- th- this is a guy with Hurts that made the defense really be concerned about the run, Ray. They had to fear, you know, the run, and that helps the pass. We all know that. So yeah, if the, re- sure. the, the replacement last year had 300. Now, they're going to pick somebody in the draft or a free agent. They've got to do something. But I think we're going to miss uh, Sanders. I think he was a class act. He probably got dinged a little more where we that we knew of, and therefore some of those limited carry games 
were because he was on the sidelines, maybe telling the running back coach that he couldn't go back, stuff like that. I heard rumblings of him getting injured uh, often, nicked, you know, where he, he couldn't go mm-hmm. back in. Yeah. Yeah, like why did he have 90 yards in the first half and three carries in the second half, you know? Uh, that happened a lot if you take a look at his, his rushing attempts and where he, what quarters of the game he gets him. He seemed to disappear a lot in the second half, not by his statistics, just by not being in the game. So I, I have to attribute that, Chad, to being injury-prone during the game, not the stuff that puts you on the injured list, but, the you know, the, the wear and tear injury. Some guys are tougher than others in that regard, right? Yeah, 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 there are. I mean, I'm personally not really upset that Sanders is is gone. I I, I loved him as a player. He's an unbelievable player. Um, but I just think that where the Eagles are going with Jalen Hurts, we don't need an elite running back really on on the roster. Um, I think between Stott and Gainwell, if we draft someone or not, I think they'll hold their own. Very. I mean, Gainwell he didn't run near as much as Sanders, but when he did, his numbers were were pretty solid too. I think four and a half or so per carry. Versus Sanders, who's closer to four nine, but we signed the Philly second baseman Stott. What we're saying, we did sign him. Are you at? What, uh, I, what thought, we I, I thought you said Stott instead of Scott. Oh, did I? Close, close, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate to disagree with the Godfather, but uh, I'm with Chad on this one, man. I I think Gainwell showed a lot of uh, I don't say electric. Well, yeah, I mean he had some great runs you know, in the playoffs. Um, and, and Scott, too. I, I think he could use a little more work, a little more, you know, a few more uh, carries a game, and I think they're going to be fine. And like you said, the, you know, rumors were they were on the, the Alabama running back. I think they're going to bring a veteran in. I think you're going to see on defense um, and where else their needs are, you're going to see the one-year veterans come in, I, I believe. Um, but they have a, a, a plethora, as Chuck would say, of draft picks. Yeah, so you do. I think you're going to see both, but yeah. I, I do, I do believe we're going to see a lot of the vets come in for, for the spots, you know, on defense that we we need, and, and and maybe a running back. You better use them wisely, because when I say to you, Brandon Cook, Ceedee Lamb, Gallup, if he mm-hmm. comes back healthy, Tony Pollard, five point one yards per carry. Uh, and the quarterback yep. is certainly serviceable. The more weapons you give him, the better suddenly he'll be, right? Still a decent offensive line before the draft. Uh, Dallas's offense, you know what I would do if I was Dallas, if, if he's still around? I don't know that he will be. I think they draft like 26, I'm not sure. I would look at that kid from Notre Dame in two seconds, the tight end. Can you imagine, I think it's Michael Meyer, if you put that kid on the Dallas offense with the other components they've got how formidable would they be offensively which makes you better automatically defensively yeah. just by you're not on the field as much right but they look ready to be very very formidable next year very explosive absolutely and they got rid of their big horse yeah 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 absolutely you talk about sanders here's a guy that was you know yeah he became a drag on the team and the organization he had the big contract, and he wasn't putting up big numbers. And that's always a problem, you know? And you know somebody then becomes disgruntled. You're, you're making $30 million a year, and you're rushing for 4.1 yards per carry. That's not good. 
you know, that the people don't, right. players don't rally around. Oh man, here's the guy that's a billionaire, and oh, he's got four point one year. Everybody else has. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing though with running backs; they're good for like four to five years usually. They, the, the ages of a, a running back, like like an Adrian Peterson, a guy who's going to be around a long time. It's just it's so it's so hard as a running back. You just get beat up so much. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's only twenty seven years old. In baseball, we'd say this guy's just getting started. Yeah, That's right. he's got, crazy. He's got another that six-year contract coming. And meanwhile, Elliot's uh, 27. He won't be 28 till July, and he's gone. You know, and he'll still play, obviously, but his best years are, are gone. Yeah. And that that's I a running you. back in the NFL for you. Before we move on to baseball, or as an intro to baseball, we forgot to mention, well, everybody's batting 360 for the USA team. Our boy Schwarber is about 182. There you go. That's, Not, where, he, that's where he's comfortable. That's Anywhere where he's comfortable. On, yeah. Between 180 and 220. Yeah. The, the guy's just <laughs> the guy's just not a good hitter. And boy, did he get a lot of attention for what he did last year. Uh, I got something for you guys. You're going to be sort of amazed. Uh, obviously, we know the projected ben- benefits of the of the pitch clock and all that. Check out time of games yesterday and uh, remember we verified that the breaks in between are the same as the major league games when the season starts right yeah. in between yep. yeah all right so we had games yesterday down in the uh, in the uh, exhibition that were 2 hours and 13 minutes uh Atlanta Philly was 226 Tampa Bay Boston a 3 to 1 game by the way was 2 hours and 1 minute <laughs> nuts so then you have to go to the the opposite end of the spectrum of course i start looking for more than 22 hits and i found the cards detroit 12 4 25 hits bunch of walks pitchy obviously and i'm thinking okay this is three hours and 10 minutes two hours and 32 minutes in a 16 wow game. yeah so i thought that was a fluke so i quickly ran to san diego milwaukee 17 runs 11 6 Again, you know, 20-something hits, two hours and 50. I couldn't find three. Now, I didn't look at every game. Maybe there's one out there. But the bottom so, line, this so, is ridiculous. So one thing that I think is good to see, and I don't know if you mentioned this game or not, yesterday, Giants-Angels, a high-scoring game, 9-6. to six, And that length of game was two hours and 29 minutes, too. Yeah, so you're not just saying, oh, low-scoring games here. you got a high-scoring game now. Nine to six, yeah. and you're still looking under two and a half hours. Yeah, and what you just did was catch me off guard to prove that I'm not cherry picking. You could have, you know, defeated my thesis very easily by saying, "Oh yeah, yeah." You could have said, "Oh, it's one the, three yeah. hours and forty minutes." Yeah, two, two to one, one right. nothing score, but no, nine to right. six, and you're looking at a long, a long game. Yeah, I do things random, and but I guys, st- yep. Do you think? I, I just can't see them rushing like they're doing now during regular season as they're doing in spring training. I, and I think the games will be shorter, but I don't think you're going to see the, uh, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, uh, you know, uh, less time than, than, than last year. And it, it just never works out that way. Spring training, you know, every, everybody's, you know, great. But then when you get the regular season, I, I just don't see it. I think we're going to live about 25 minutes shorter. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Probably about, 20 minutes. Yeah. No, hey, that's still, that's still all right. It's yeah. still oh, no, a lot great. of progress. That's great. Uh, I found myself 
way off guard the first few times yeah. I was watching spring training. Yeah. Because you're just looking down on your phone, all of a sudden the next pitch comes yeah, in. You're I did the same you're thing. You're like, oh, wow. That's I was just, trying to it text. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't feel right. And then there's the pitch. So I just think you're going to see a lot of excitement, even if the game, say it's not quite as short as expected for whatever reason. Just the fact that the pitch clock is still going to be there yeah. is going to keep people engaged. Yeah, and you know maybe if the extra right. inning runs slightly longer, this or that, you know, we'll see what the umpires enforce. But I think we're going to see just a way better, more enjoyable baseball. Yeah. I mean, baseball. We've been calling for the clock. I mean, like we, we've said many times, we've said on the podcast that we had it down in Brixton, but we've been calling for the clock ever since. I experienced it as a instant problem solver to the biggest problem in the game. So if you have the biggest problem to cope with and the instant solution to remedy, why on earth can you imagine in business knowing that your biggest problem has an instant solution and you wait all the years to do it? This should have been done a decade ago. I mean, once the game started to reach three hours and 10 minutes, this should have been done. This is a problem solver. It takes away baseball is boring because you don't get a chance. Let me see how I say articulate this. The fans don't get a chance to get into a sedentary mindset. You know, baseball that's long without hits, you know, which we lack compared to 15, 20 years ago, just a little bit. You feel that. But now the game's kind of rushing past you. So even if it's a like the game yesterday, five to one game, you know you you didn't feel boredom, you didn't feel a lack of action because what does happen happens in a condensed, you know, period. And to me, it solves all the problems. Now at the same time, you take the shift away, and now we got Kansas City batting three hundred through the spring. Right, we're halfway right. home, man. Texas two eighty five, Angels two eighty two. You got to go down. This is startling. You have to drop down Ray twenty six line items on the batting average uh, charts to get to where we were last year when Major League Baseball's batting average was two forty three. Okay, right. The Mets are batting two forty six in spring, and they're twenty six. So I know it's early, but I love the reactor early data, man. That's my thing. Guess what? Problem solved. There's going to be a higher. We didn't. We didn't know that, bud. Right? We pushed against that a little bit. Well, what do you? What do you mean exactly? Batting averages will be up in baseball. Period. It's not too complicated. No, I. You see how ready he's getting, right? I don't think that's <laughs> that's necessarily true. No, I, I don't. I mean, we have to see. It's. You think this is a fluke so far? I don't think it's a fluke so far. What but is it? Just it's spring training. Guys aren't really barreled in. I mean, they're not Bar- dialed in. What the di- hell does barreled in They're mean? not dialed in. Oh, dialed in. Say. Yeah, it's just... Stopped, Scott, barreled in, dialed in. It's just spring training. I think we're making too much of it, honestly. Um, you know, it's like no one... Re- you know, like like Boa, Charlie, they don't care that Castellanos is sitting, you know, 189. They just write it off and say it's spring training. I don't know. I just don't think we should make too much of the averages... I'm, I'm not as convinced as I was before that the averages are, are going to be um, very marginally affected. What, what does it mean, though? Say it again. And then the, <laughs> that the averages, I, last year we said they're probably not going to change much at all. I think maybe it was like 
know, two percent, something and, like and that. And you are walking back that. I'm not walking back that. Yeah, You're I'm just not. saying I'm less confident that the averages hey, aren't going to change. Ray now. is less confident, next akin to walking back. But wait a minute, I'd think so. No, yeah. I mean in the mi- in the minors, the impact was was really small. It was minor. But spring training, like, it's not showing that. So I'm not as confident now, but I'm not going to make too much of spring training. There's a lot of pitchers just throwing really fast balls. They're experimenting with stuff. Yeah. It's hard, to make, it's hard to make too much about it. So that's I mean, a too- constant. That's a constant. Yeah, I mean, you and I said that num- uh, the batting averages would go up. Well, right. You may have said that. You said that. I did you- not say that, though. I was on the other side oh, saying that. Was it me and wait, wait, wait? wait. Yeah, maybe Ray, it was Ray, you have a chance to be right for a change. <laughs> I know you believe it. Well, let's see. You're not getting thrown out from right field. I mean, it just makes sense to me. You know. Yeah. Look, that, that part definitely makes sense. The counter argument was there'll be roughly as many flu kits taken, uh, flu kits that um, as they're really just you know guys hitting into the shift, and maybe will those even out and. It doesn't look like it is as much now. It looks like through spring training, it was more favored towards cutting the shift is reducing, you know, I'm sorry, increasing the hits. But again, I really just think we have to see how the first month goes. Compare that to the first oh, month yeah. last year, I don't think past we're couple years. Ready to rubber stamp that yet? No, um, no. I could really, I could see anything happening in the first month. I think there's also it has a lot to be said that there's other variables now. The pitchers have to adjust to the pitch clock. And as it sounds easy for us, I'm sure there are a lot of pitchers that are bothered by that pitch clock and maybe feel like they're not performing as well or not not putting that ball in the corner like they want to. And that oh, that's that's a factor that you know that could be a reason why hitters are doing better right now too. It's not just there's not just you know, there's a lot more variables this year from a timing perspective from the pitchers that kind of say is it really all the shifts or is maybe how much percentage of this is the shift how much of its other other things? Because yeah. there are a lot of changes in baseball this I, year. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't see one demonstrative, quote unquote, other variable that would impact. Well, I think the pitch clock. So I think the pitch clock is very significant. I think there's pitchers who are used to taking their good old time, and now that they have to go under 15 seconds and be ready, I think that could impact some pitchers. I don't think if you search uh, high and far, you'll find that 300 batting averages this many games in the spring. Two weeks to go. Well, that's what we're saying, but there's a lot of variables. Yeah. Sounds... Go, 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 go back to pre-shift era and see if, if the batting averages this year are higher than they ever were pre-shift era, too. Then what's that say? Why would they be better than they ever have before? Did you do that research? No, I didn't. I'm just I'm speculating. Saying what is oh, that? What is that variable right there? There's a, yeah. there's a lot of variables in play. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it can't just be the shift when there are. The pitchers have to do something they've never had to do in their life before. Just to be and clear, now they have to pitch under so we seconds. can move on from this. When the time comes where you have to admit defeat on your thesis, you will admit it. You'll own it. You'll admit it. I'm, of course, I'm for accountability. Okay. For right or okay. wrong, we're going to absolutely say that. Okay, Ray, you witnessed that big guy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't believe there was ever a question of that. And, and real real quick, because Chuck wasn't with us last week, I, I just wanted to make sure you like the way I, I said Castellanos. Yeah, I did. I, I was, I did. Yeah, you guys. I got the rolling. Yeah, no, you guys did a great job with Charlie. He didn't want to get off the phone. He was still talking to you guys. And Chad's like, all right, coach, we got to go. It's <laughs> now, it's great to have Charlie and uh, Boa with us. Um, I can't, well, obviously, we can't wait for the season to start. It's, it's kind of tough to energize the podcast every week with you know spring training. 
baseball and the stars, all the world, you know, Federation of Slow Pitch Softball. But um, I'll tell you, guys, I want to predict the problem we're going to have, and I want you to hear this, all right? Let me get my data. We talked about Kingery. He's dropping like a rock now. He's striking out, you know, three times a game. But he's still doing good. He, he'll, I hope he makes the team. And this guy, Cave, Jack Cave, Cove, whatever, 15 hits and all that stuff. But he's never hit in his career. To Yeah, he's not a hitter. That's not sustainable. Mickey Moniak. Mickey Moniak, Ray. <laughs> Moniak's on fire. He's on fire. Just like I said, when they leave Philadelphia, yeah. it, it, it's like they change into Superman. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. No, I mean. It is unbelievable. And and he's, he's hitting just like he did last spring before he got hurt. Yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable. Four oh five, four oh five. But I want to call your attention to the problem. I think the Phillies are going to have and or oversight with the same bottom line effect, right? So if you look at Sosa's spring, you know, thirty five plate appearances starts to become not so bad of a sample size. Come on, guys, still did five hundred, six hundred, and 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 fifteen sixty four OPS. That's ridiculous. Okay. So I went back and looked at his, his minor. This guy hit. Does he have a pedigree to hit? Because when he came in, we heard about his defense. We saw his defense. You know, he was one of your uh, great utility players, you know. And I went back and saw that the guy hit 314. I'm going back to early, you know, early, early A ball. Uh, low A, high A, all that stuff. 275, year number two. Minors, 300, year number three. Hmm. 280, year number four, 280, year number five, and then 275. I'm starting to wonder why the guy's still in the minors at that point. Who hits Who hits 285 as a golden glove? Who, who are we talking about here? Sosa. Sosa. Did too I not many, say the name? No, you didn't say the oh, name. I did not say the name. My it's for you to yeah. announce the name for everyone. Chad just stabbed me in the back to get even with wow. Right in the back, Dad. I didn't, hear, I didn't hear the name. No, we'll, yeah. we'll, re, we'll replay it and, and check. No, no, no. I did not say it. You're 100% right. Well, not that you're right. The other ones, you're leaking water. Yeah. That's not Alejandro Sosa. No. <laughs> uh, so they did AAA last year. They don't know what to do with the guy. They stick him in AAA. Where he goes two ninety one over three sixty four eighty and eight oh the guy hits and he's batting five hundred. Listen, if I'm coaching, if I'm on the Phillies team or an advisor, and I'm gonna say this to Bo next week, Bo, at what point, given this guy's table, okay, you look at his deck, you go back six years in the minors, at what point do you say to the Phillies decision makers, hey, we have to reevaluate Sosa. He's an everyday yeah. player. And I have a or theory. Or trade him. Well, yeah. I, a, I will tell you right now, Sosa's a better player than, than Stott. I have no and doubt you, And you're going to stick with that. I'll stamp that right now. I have no doubt. And I don't, I don't know why I'm That's against strong. Brayson Stott. Wow. I just wow. Don't, I don't see it. That's going to make the Twitter. <laughs> Let's keep in mind, Stott earned that position according to... The Phillies, even though he was 0 for 17 in the World Series, going and did to, nothing but strike I, out. I am going to blow the podcast up. Give me five. Blow it up. I'm with you. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I am with you. No. At no time this year will Stott's pedestrian numbers, okay? He's just not a hitter. Exceed the war value, W-A-R, which is D-N-O plus war, or net impact to run, 
okay, run efficiency. At no time this year, to be clear, will Stott's numbers be as good as Sosa's. We're aligned on that, bud. Yeah. We're aligned on that, Ray. Amazing. Yeah, now the contrary. The argument is, well, he hit 300 in the minors. That's that's his average. You yeah. know, he hit uh, 340 in college. I mean, the guy hit at every level. Why won't he hit in the majors? And we could say, okay, we're only judging it on 466 plate appearances where he's hit 234. I just have a good feeling about about so oh, bats. His at bats are great. His at bats look really solid. He goes the opposite yeah, a way. Lot of, uh, fouls off two strikes. Yeah, and, uh, a lot of Stotts at bats haven't been been great. Um, but again, that, I hope I'm wrong because Stotts younger and he's gonna be he's gonna be the starter. The Phillies are famous for leaving guys down too long. Even Ryan Howard. Uh, it's gonna happen to the to, to our guy this year who led the. Led spring training and home runs. Derek Hall it, it is going to be what? He'll be on the team, but he's not going to start. Yeah, you got Hoskins. It is. I I could see. Well, remember Harper's out. I could <laughs> I could very well see a lineup. Yeah, he'll where, start. where Derek Hall is starting as a DH. Yeah, he will. He will until Harper comes back. Well, I think I think he's going to have his chance, Ray, and and he's earned it too because his spring has been incredible. He's hitting 290, which is more than enough for a power hitter. Five homers, you know, set almost 700 slug. He's done more than enough to prove his his ability and as I have a starting day starting day spot as the DH there. Well, look look at look at New York. They're going to burn New York. The Yankees uh, they send the Martian down to Double A. Looks like they're going to burn the uh, city down. Well, New York. Per se, is not very happy with a lot of things right now between uh, the Martian and and uh, and Diaz. But let's let's just say this: here's the Phillies' response next week. This is what Bo is going to say. We recognize your point about Sosa and his offense is proud. We recognize that. However, because of his versatility defensively, can play all the positions. Can play second, short, and third very well. His defensive run save numbers are great. He's going to get three to four hundred at bats, subbing for guys, giving Balm a rest or a matchup lefty righty type of stuff, or stop when he's in a prolonged stuff. He's going to get Chuck more than a subs at bats. Chuck, you're talking about a guy off the bench pinch hitting. You're talking about a guy that gets seventy to one hundred ten at bats. This guy's going to get three fifty to four hundred bats by playing. Pinch hitting late and going in. Sorry, are we talking about Sosa still? Sosa still. Playing, he has a utility guy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what Bo's going to say. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll, he'll move around, and because he has that ability to handle himself in multiple positions, there's right. no doubt. He'll, he'll absolutely get his chances. So I our, just hope the Phillies give him a fair enough chance. They will. Where it's not just on off the bench. He has he maybe has a, a patch where he can play for a couple weeks, maybe, you know, and really just let him get so, comfortable. Hey, Kingry's to the wait. You make fun of me. He thinks Kingry's starting here. <laughs> no, stand by, stand by that. Stop it. Right? If you right, if you haven't understood my pattern, I make a bunch of predictions. Some are right, some are wrong. Princeton was great. Kingry starting opening day, probably not, not. likely. Let's give myself a ninety nine percent chance. That's well, not going to we'll happen. We'll give you an out on that. Will you make the roster? Oh, God, he should make the roster. He you should. you he have should. a guy hitting three ninety six, or as right. you said, dropping like a rock. Sorry, he went from five hundred to four hundred. That's still really <laughs> solid. He's striking out a lot, and he's he's still hitting four hundred. He can strike out. He can strike out. He can strike out every time he wants if he's going to hit four hundred. Yes, he can. I'll yes, be can. fine if he's out sixty percent of the time on strikeouts and he hits four hundred. Yeah. 
I like how Charlie calls Boom Bomb. He <laughs> did it today. Boy. I love oh, that. Oh, he did he, it again he, today. They're going to replace Bomb, but they replace Bomb. So that, yeah, it's, he's a great guy. Man. This bomb, this bomb kid's going to hit this There's year. nothing like when your phone loads up because Boa doesn't do this. Boa's direct. You get an answer from Boa, you move on to the next yeah. subject matter. That's it. You're nothing in between. Every once in a while, I'll text him on a strategy. Bo, when you've done that, and I'll get, well, that's why he's batting eighth. You know, something like that. Like, that's a long text. But with Charlie, you get some stuff. It's like Charlie, you know, manual in your phone. It's pretty cool. But anyway, for our audience, our fans, every time you watch uh, Stott this year, think of Sosa because the Grimley boys are lying to say it's a mistake that Sosa's not in there at second base in terms of helping the team win. It's that simple. And we're going to uh, stand behind that, that all year long, that will prove to be a, 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 a huge oversight. We're aligned, right, bud? I'm partially aligned. I oh, thought about, Christ, I thought about I it more. I my ass off here's, to get to that point. Here's the problem. You look at Stott's minor league numbers, and they're just solid. Yeah, they're they're good. solid they're enough good. where any coach is going to say, he's going to be that guy in the MLB. He's going to be a 300 hitter. Okay. And that's just the problem. We look at Sosa, and his numbers are good in the minors, too. There's no, in no way are the, either of the minor league numbers bad. But Stotts were just 300. I think Sosa was closer to 275. Pretty close in today's. But regardless, that's the why Stotts going to get that get that nod. But I, I don't know. It's tough because Sosa's never really had that chance to play either. You know, he got that partial chance with St. Louis, but he wasn't. He didn't, he, and he came to Philly, he did so good. We just got to hope we give him a chance this year, and let's let the better better man win. Yeah, let's let the better man win. No, whatever, whoever's better, let him, let him win. Hey, let's right, Chad uh, just uh, implanted there St. Louis. That's a good segue. So we talked on our podcast actually last year about Jordan Walker. The guy yeah. is a beast in spring training. I think he's batting three sixty, but with power numbers. I mean, he is an absolute beast. So the Cardinals now project him in the starting lineup. With all the other guys they brought up last year, the three uh, young guys that are doing terrific. So they really don't have any room for him, but the, he's going to be in there. And now they got this other 20-year-old. Uh, this is incredible. Th- this guy, Mason, I guess it's Mason, W-M-A-S-Y-N, Mason, Win W-I-N-N, and it, and it could, could be the fastest guy in baseball. Middle name Blaze. I think he stole like That's awesome. 68 bases. Middle name is Blaze. Okay. <laughs> He's built like a runner, but it, but he hits uh, 351, 405, 1026 in spring. His wow. minor league numbers are 290, 370, 488, 50. He had 70 RBIs one year for a speedster. Throws across the diamond at 102. That's a, that video's out there. Yeah, put his name in. You'll see the video. Um, I mean, is he ready to start with the Cardinals at 20? Well, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. So the Cardinals got Jordan Walker 20. They got this kid win 20. They got the three guys they brought up last year, of which one may not start now. You know the other guys. Uh, the weightlifter had 29 home runs. And of course, Arenado and Goldschmidt. So we're and just talking about St. Edmonds, Louis and St. their Louis. young guys. Yeah, yeah. but their the lineup is not only loaded, it's young. I think the big point there is 
why does St. Louis have young guys yeah. that they drafted? I'm assuming they drafted these guys. Yeah, so, all, I mean, all looking drafts. at looking at uh, Jordan Walker, he was drafted uh, by the Cardinals, and he's hitting. Uh, he's a number four prospect. Looks like and he's hitting 370. You know, <laughs> it's pretty oh, nuts. God. So, why don't the Phillies have an offensive player who we drafted who's just respectable, even above average? Like, where's our where's our star? Yeah, where's our star? Where's our star? Now we try to save money. And just like when they drafted Moniac with the number one pick, God, it's not even the first round. The number one pick. Now the guy's going to go on and hit 350 with another team, just like they always do when they leave Philly. Um, I, dude, you got to you, you got to get some new scouts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I, we had a whole revamp a couple years back with our scouting department, but where is? Our star. Yeah, our Why star? do we have to no. sign Bryce Harper and Trey Turner? Why can't we grow a guy like Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins, Ryan Howard? Yeah. Where no. is that guy for no. Philadelphia? Alec Bohm? Well, yeah. he's on the mound. Reese we Hoskins? got three of them on yeah, the mound. Yeah, he's on though. the mound. They're on the mound. Yeah, where, fairness, where's, our every, the... where's our everyday player? Yeah, right. We're talking position players, but you missed the last. You missed the last I time understand. Time the where's our Jordan Walker? We, we yeah. don't have him. Now, where's our Jordan Walker? We don't Walker? have him. They're pitchers. Where's our Martian from New York? Yeah. Yeah, why are or batty from the Mets? Why okay. is it that Philly yep. hasn't had a stud yep. prospect yep. in a long time? Where is the minor league guy that's prolific, that OPS a thousand guy, and he's doing it every year in the minors, like Otley like did, like Howard did? You just can't wait for the guy to get up to the big leagues. And you know, Alex Baum's numbers are good in the minors if you can bring he's him got, up. He's got no power not, though. Well. God, I would kill to play baseball at his size. He's yeah. got no power. He's, a big, he's up 5 to 10 pounds. He has said today. Yeah. He's confirmed he's up 5 to 10 pounds. Yeah. Now, this is for spring he's had power, but look at his career in baseball. He's and, not a power hitter. And Charlie says he's going to pick up 20 to 30 points on the B.A. by going the opposite way. He does hit the ball the opposite way with power. Well, he did. He yeah. did, even as a rookie. Yeah. Yep. yep. Because if you remember, that's when that's – when, uh, Old friend of ours, Mitch Williams, said it got because we asked him about the sophomore jinx, and he said not with this guy because of the fact that he 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 goes middle to the you know other way. So to let's see if we can maybe draw sample size comparisons. The World Series um, pop inventory of Rollins, Utley, and Howard, your your big three minor league players coming up with a lot of excitement would be matched now. We're talking position players would be matched now by Derek Hall, Stott and Baum. Is that the match? Bomb. Is that the, that's is not that, even a, com- a comparison though. I mean, guys. But is that fair? I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's who we have. We have what? Yeah. Boehm, Hoskins. I mean, Stott. Well, Hoskins, and, the horses are out of it. And he's not bad by the way, but he's not in that bumper. He's not young enough to be in that. Yeah. So it's, you know, you're really not too excited about any position player no. in the organization. No, no, it's really not. Right? I mean, you no, know, Derek Hall, people get excited about. But again, the it's not like you look up looking like, oh, it says Ryan Howard coming up, coming up the system here. So no, there hasn't been that guy in just a really, really long time. Then do you do this? Do you put? No, oh, this is ridiculous. 
I'm sorry, Your Honor. Withdraw that. I was going to put a suggestion up that you trade for Walker for the Cardinals. Give them the. <laughs> <laughs> like the Cardinals would give that guy away. Yeah, <laughs> Phillies have to give their entire 40 man roster for <laughs> Walker, and the Cardinals still say no. Maybe trade uh, Andrew Painter, Nola, a couple well, other guys. If you wanted to go offense, you may be able to pull that off. Maybe $40 million. Because <laughs> you don't know right now that Painter will be sustainable. You no, don't know. If you threw a guy like Painter out there who could be. What people hope he could be, that would garner some interest for sure. But I don't think his Phillies, other well, than Painter, could touch offer anyone who would even the Cardinals would even. So you have to go eye. crazy. This is nuts. But you'd have to go like Painter Stott, another minor leaguer. Yeah, that's There's close. Whoever else is top in the minors, right? Yeah, for probably well, for an everyday player who's a number four prospect in baseball, killing it in spring. Guess what? Yeah, and I'd love to hear from the from the fans here. Uh, they probably still wouldn't do it, bud. Probably not. Because you know they don't value a pitcher as an no, no player, obviously war-wise. No, we're close. So you wouldn't do it. So what we're saying, fans, is that if the Phillies were to offer Painter, Stott, uh, who else did we say in there? Nola, did we say another pitcher? No, we said Painter and Stott, Stott. and then whoever else would be the next top prospect. Top prospect. Whether it's a Derek Hall or... Derek Hall and a double-A player that's got good numbers right now for uh, Walker. The Cardinals say no. I would do that in a heartbeat. You would do it if you were the Cardinals? No. No, would I would do, do it if I was the Phillies. In a heartbeat, right? In a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I would. would get, a, get an everyday stud in there right. to join Segura. I'm mean, not Segura. Join a, yeah. a Harper and yeah, Turner. We, we, absolutely. We let Segura go. We yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, I, w- I would absolutely do that in a heartbeat. But unfortunately, you got to wait. you gotta, you got to be fair. you got to wait two years because they look at Bohm's first year. Now look then, and then, you know, sophomore jinx. So let's see what he does. You know, it's going to take a little time because I'm sure you give him time. I I'm agree. sure he's going to tear up in the beginning until they um, until the pitchers, you know, find his weaknesses if he has any. And because uh, I really thought Bohm wasn't, I, I thought he was a 300 hitter just because he went the other way. And, and I agreed. I didn't think he would ever have a slump um, like he did his, his second year. What's this lineup going to look like with Turner and Harper back to back? Oof. I'll tell you the exact line of what it's what it will be I once hope we get midway through the season. I hope you're not going to clog this thing up with Schwarber second. That's ridiculous. Oh, I'm not in favor of that, but that's what it's going to be. Well, it's going to be absolutely. it's going to be Turner one. It's going to be Schwarber two. Harper will be three. Harper three. Probably have yep. JT four, five. Yep. You could either probably do Castellanos or Hoskins. Maybe depending who's who's better. Maybe even a Bohm if he's really if he has power this yep. year. Probably your five yep. hitter, and then six through nine. You just you know. Put put in who you know as, as really the season develops could be Derek Call to start maybe then Boehm Stott Marsh to finish it off Marsh being the nine hitter there uh, you know that's probably what it will look like but you're gonna see a top of the lineup that's Turner Schwarber Harper and then probably JT you wouldn't put Harper second where all great players are batting down days and protect him with Schwarber's fifty home runs this year you wouldn't protect him with Schwarber. Oh, I didn't say it was my lineup. I'm saying that's what the lineup's probably going to be. I yeah. don't like Schwarber as it's a two-hitter. It's the wrong lineup, but I've always looked at lineups, and I've been a lineup constructionist my whole life. And when the uh, world team came out, if you guys remember, I text you all, when Turner was batting seventh, what did I say, bud? If you're going to bat him seventh, you got to do what? you got to bat him ninth, okay? And where is he now? Oh, he was ninth the other day. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I picked up on that the second the first lineup came out. Two days ahead, I said, this is ridiculous. Turner cannot bat seventh. If you're going to bat him seventh, I wouldn't do that either, by the way. He'd be batting ninth. But Schwarber at second is wrong on every analytical view. 
Um, and they're only going to do that to somewhat appease him because he wants a bat first. So they're going to say, well, Turner's got a bat first. We all agree on that. Even you, Schwartz, he's going to, yeah, but I'm batting second. Not bad. That, that lineup's got to be Turner, Harper, and then I'll tell you the truth, Schwarber to protect uh, Harper. And then at that point, I think you can pick it out of a hat. I really do. Well, if you're going to have Schwarber at the top of the lineup, there has to be someone after him that's respectable, good enough to protect him. No, when you mentioned JT. Well, JT's my five-hitter. What? Hoskins is your four-hitter and JT's your five-hitter? A little more power. OPS. No. You're not confused. It's not gonna, you're not going to make your third mistake in the podcast, are you? Oh, I understand OPS. Yeah. You want to bring I, it up I, and read it to the audience? Well, no. You have projected numbers. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. You look at Hoskins. I think so. Expected to be a little better, but uh-huh. I think with you, when you're looking at guys of OPS that are 10 points apart, there's a lot bet more value, in my opinion, to having their batting averages 30 points apart. I and hear you. JT is a 30-point higher hitter than, yeah. than Hoskins. Yeah, you must be going for own base percentage where Hoskins is higher, too. What do you got, Ray? That's where I was just going to say. Do they sneak Hoskins in the two holes? No, no, he no. does walk. No. Yeah, they try. He he did a great job of that. I mean, his, his his on base percentage for three years running. If Chad brings it up right now, you you wouldn't believe me if I told you three eighty one year, would you, Reese Hoskins? I want wow. Chad to read his top three on base percentage years, and I swear I don't know this like I saw it today. Good, bud. All right. Well, it was three ninety six. Three ninety six. Check. Three eighty four. Three eighty four. Check. And three sixty four. And what does that average roughly about three seventy eight something like that? And not, more importantly, though, it doesn't matter because he hasn't done that in years. What's in twenty twenty one? He was three thirty. In twenty twenty two, he was three thirty two. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna give him all this credit for three ninety six. That was twenty seventeen. Is he above or below league average on base? Just one answer. Sure, he's above. That's not the argument. Like you're uh, changing well, the argument just to fit fit. Fit what you want, and that what's the what's the argument? Hoskins is a is a stud. I mean, what, what's your I main see, point? I see little flush coming to this. No, cheeks. but what's what is your what is your point with Hoskins? <laughs> you really think this is bad? Turner, Hoskins, Harper, Schwarber, JT, and Bone. All right, so I ask you this: not that it happens every game. Obviously, it doesn't. It happens more than a handful throughout the season. But it, can you win a division by one game? Yes, we know that. If you've got the bottom of the ninth inning. And there's two outs, and your one hitter gets on with two outs. Would you rather have your best hitter coming up with two outs in the ninth, or would you rather have Reese Hoskins up against the elite hundred mile an hour flamethrower with great control and spin rate pitcher? Who I want to be direct about this, Your Honor. Who would you rather have up, Reese Hoskins or Bryce Harper? Two outs, ninth game online. Go ahead. I'd rather have. Hoskins up because he'll walk and then they yeah, can't walk Harper when he comes up. <laughs> How hard are you laughing down there in Vineland? Where the hell are you anyway? I don't know where you're at. Uh, don't worry about where I'm at. <laughs> I'm in the witness protection program. <laughs> I think you really are. You want to rant or rave? Hit, hit me with your best shot. Go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Steve Carlton. Oh, geez. Why am I bringing up Steve Carlton? Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. He is the last pitcher to throw over 300 innings, 304 innings in 1980. That's the which last? Which was the last time. Wow. That's the last time anyone in the major leagues has thrown 300 innings or over. Back when they were all doing it. Exactly. Right. There, there was a, a right. bunch, a bunch right. of pitchers that did it. Right. Um, 
So, baseball's closer to being here. I can't wait to see this team. I know we made, you know, we, we broke a lot of chops today, but I think um, I, I'm just happy and real high on the team and Painter not needing surgery. And like I said, can't wait to get started. Rant or rave? That's or, all right. It says rant time. Is this rant a rave? What is this? Is this like a, a rave blender? Or, or where's your point there? You started with Nolan Ryan, and you went over no, to No, Steve Carlton. Carlton, I'm sorry. What, what's, right. what's the, is this a rant or a rave? a rave. For? For the Phillies. Oh, okay. Well, it was an, it, it was an interesting uh, – I, I saw it in the paper, and it was interesting, you know, 300 innings, yeah. Carlton – our guy. Wiz, what do you got? I'm just going to say, go USA. We're going to win the World Baseball Classic. And I am a supporter of it. And I'm happy to see it. And I'm ready for the USA to, to uh, you know, stamp themselves as the top uh, top baseball uh, team tomorrow. And top that's going to happen. Top slow pitch team in the, in the world. Go Absolutely, positively. My rave is going to be the March Madness. You know, many, many sports fans that like them all, football, baseball, basketball, will swear that March Madness is the greatest sporting event I don't know how you can beat it because of the way it's time-framed out with this, you know, Sweet 16 and Elite 8 and all that. I don't know how you can beat it, especially now that there's, there's, it's more equitable. There's the, the balance of power, you know, the hierarchy is, is fair. I just think this is fantastic, and I've enjoyed the Princeton wins and, and all the Furmans and, and Fairly Dickinson. Some people say Farley. Uh, I've enjoyed that so much. So uh, go March Madness. I think it's fantastic. I'm enjoying the heck out of it, and it's a big rave. I mean, I absolutely am riveted, you know, to the, the whole thing. It's of epic proportion, and Wiz is going to tell you all my number, how to get a hold of us, where to find And please, would you get other people to tap in, right? So we want to be able to work on ratings because everybody's about growing, stuff like that. So if you're enjoying the show, give it to a friend or four. Just tell them to tap in, man. It all counts. All our websites, speakingofsportspod.com. Same with it's any of uh, the social medias, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out, Speaking of Sports. You'll find it. Uh, you want to text the show, you can text Chuck at 609-828-5569. Your thoughts and feelings. A couple people have done that. It's good to you know just get right there. You want to just waste no time and don't even bother sending an email. Just send the text because Chuck will be probably respond to you within within two minutes. He'll be, Seconds. Yeah, he'll be ready to go. And... Uh, that's about it, though. So other than that, we'll be back next week. I think we said Bo is going to be coming yeah. on next week and just about two weeks away now from opening day. So it's uh, it's getting close here, people. Ray, we've enjoyed the fun. Can yep. I redo my raise? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Can I redo my... I want to do my Dickie V. Super spectacular <laughs> sensational, baby. All right. See you later. Thank you, big guy. We love you all, man. Go baseball.